Hello, friends. It's Masters Week, and you are listening to the Popecast. This is the Popecast with your good buddy Ian Pope. Thank you for tuning in once again. Goodness gracious, last week we hit a milestone on the Popecast. Some exciting news. I know you guys are always interested to keep tabs on where our listenership is spread. Last week, the Popecast snuck across the border into the land we call Mexico. We're south of the border, baby. We are spreading like like something that spreads, like like a viral infection of the world. That's what we are. The Popecast will be quarantined no more. We are out of the house. We are out of the country, and we're headed south on spring break, baby. We are uh, excited to be there. Gosh darn it, let's buy a cheap bottle of tequila and piss in the plants in the lobby of the hotel. We will not be thrown out for gosh sakes alive, we're Americans. And this is just what Americans do. You knew that when you invited us here to your Cabo San Lucas, to your Guadalajara, to your Tijuana. I don't know. I wish I knew what city we were in, and I wish I knew the specific context of the listenership. I hope it was played in an ESL class. Somebody that was getting ready to stow away across the border and head northbound to reside in a land called Iowa, to move to a town called Perry, and to work in a meatpacking plant. The great American dream is alive and well. The Popecast listenership is helping, helping the next generation of Americans come and live happy, successful lives here in the heart. And God bless you all making the journey. I hope that there was just a van full of you listening to the Popecast all together. Me llamo Ian. Welcome to Los Estados Unidos, mi amigos. On behalf of everyone listening in Popecast Nation, me, me amor to work ethic y tu disposición. Me gusta. Si, si. See, I speak enough Spanish. I've always said I speak just enough Spanish to um, have a great time in Mexico. And I hope that now you speak just enough English to have a great life here in the United States. So let's open up the borders. Let's head further south. I actually, I am happy that we have reached the southernmost tips of North America. But my sights are set on the next continent downwards. I am headed to South America. The Pope cast, if you know any Peruvians, if you know any Uruguayans, if you know any um, where the rainforest is down there, uh, south of Belize, Brazilians, if you know any Brazilians, let's uh, spread the word. Send this down to your Quito Ecuadorian familia and let them know that we are thinking about you here in Des Moines, Iowa. The Popecast, as always, excited. So that's all I got to say about that. How's that for an intro to the Popecast? Can we get started with the show now? All right. This is what we do here. As always, the Popecast is recorded in one take for better or worse. No edits, no credits, just set it and forget it. That's what we're doing. We're rhyming. We're rhyming. So um, for better or worse, oftentimes for better and more often than not for worse, you know, so I'll be reading out of 
some of the notes I've jotted down. What's happened in the world since I've last been on the air? We, of course, had the infamous slap. I was going to try to not talk about the slap at all. I was going to try to let it blow over. And uh, by goodness, I've done that um, pretty well. But until today, I just want to say to folks that um, sometimes we just have to enjoy a good slap. You know, sometimes watching a slap is great. We are but viewers of the stage of entertainment that is life. And I think that we could just take a slap for what it is, just a fun cultural moment instead of trying to dissect every last thing that happens and make it into a breakdown deconstruction of society. How about, uh, man, that was just a fun moment. One guy slapped another guy on the stage of the Oscars. How many times are you going to get to see that? So... Uh, as from the perspective of somebody who does some stand-up comedy every now and then, I think it's great. You'll hear people on the stage. You'll hear people about the stage, the world of comedy. You'll hear them um, opine about how, by golly, I hope this doesn't mean people think that they can just go ahead and slap comedians now. That's the big takeaway. Oh my gosh, I hope everybody better watch out. We should just let people know that there is a line you cannot cross. You cannot be slapping comedians. And to that I say nay. Slap away. Lots of these people deserve to be slapped. You know, sometimes I may be worthy of a slap myself. I will say this, that if I am slapped on stage anytime in the near future, that will be the single best thing that could ever possibly happen to me. All right? As long as there's a camera rolling. If I'm slapped on stage, I will stop the show immediately. I will march to the back of the room. I will have that clip uploaded to YouTube before the slapper gets back to their seat. All right? That's a million views right there. Um, and that's, after all, all that matters anymore, right? Just views. That's all that matters. Views, likes, engagement. Subscription count, right? Okay. Well... That I will say that uh, the YouTube channel, the Ian Pope YouTube channel, has blown up to 42 subscribers. Um, very excited about that. On the backs of a clip that I posted, um, which has netted us five subscribers. Uh, see, I, I always I like to make fun of views and subscribership and things like that, but um, but I'm a slave to them just as much as everybody else. You know, not so much a slave to them, but I do. You know, it is fun to post a clip and watch two more subscribers join the channel, three more subscribers. I posted a clip from a recent comedy show at Groucho's Lounge, the best venue within a uh, two-mile radius of the Carmike Cobblestone Theater of the greater Windsor Heights area. Stole that line from my friend Matthew, but it's true. Um, fun clip from the Groucho's Lounge show where I was... Uh, well, you'll just have to watch it for yourself. I told a lady that I would choke her out with a microphone cord. So it's fun. Um, plus five subscribers. Thanks to that. So what are you doing? We're doing something right. Next show coming up next week. Theater show. Headed down to Corridon, Iowa to play a, uh, a small 75 room, 75 seat theater in Corridon, Iowa. Um, always fun to play these theater shows. So looking forward to having that packed to the gills, looking to get 85 or 90 people into this room. And, uh, so I'll probably banter on about a little bit about the slap if I feel like it. I'm trying to talk off the top of the dome more at these shows, inter 
twine material with um, with just uh, you know general chatter. It's a very fine. See, look at this. I've already just started to diverge from the plan to just talk about comedy again. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. So I don't know. The uh, garbage cans in my kitchen are scented. Scented garbage cans, scented garbage bags, I should rather say. The garbage bags in my kitchen garbage can are scented. And um, I never heard or knew about scented garbage bags until I met my wife. Truly, when we were first dating and I went to throw something away in her kitchen garbage can, um, I just thought, wow, even this girl's garbage smells nice. I had no idea that a scented garbage bag was a thing. I was just like, this must be love because uh, even her garbage smells nice. This must be, this must be love. You know, little did I, in my world, garbage bags were just like plastic grocery sacks or you just threw the garbage in the garbage can raw dog. You know, you just toss it in there. Eventually, like once a year, maybe you hosed it out there was just some wrappers that were permanently caked to the bottom of the can. You'd never get them out, but it didn't matter. It's a garbage can. Uh, it smelled like garbage in there, the way a garbage can should. But uh, how much, look how far I've come. You know, scented garbage bags in the can um, are no match for the disgusting odor that my kids produce all the time. It's not just diapers, because I take the, take the gross diapers straight outside. I think that should go without saying. That's just a fun, fun piece of etiquette right there. You put the dirty diapers, the deucers, the deuces, you put them into a plastic grocery sack and you tie them up and you toss them out into the garage towards the garbage can. That's the move. But uh, I don't know how I got diverted on this topic. But uh, this is right up there with the reusable Ziploc bag for me. I would have never known about reusable Ziploc bags. Um, to me, that was pretty much just every Ziploc bag if you washed it out. But my wife has brought home some reusable Ziploc bags. And uh, just, it's a cushy life of luxury that we're living over here at the Pope House. So, I don't know. My new hobby. Got a new hobby. Um, I'll just go into the tool section at Menards and just daydream about tools to get. I think I'm going to segue into a career, like a woodworker type of a career when I get older. Maybe like in my 60s or 70s, I'll really get into woodworking. I think that's my future, and I'm excited about it. Uh, there's lot, so many cool YouTube channels where there's just planers and angle grinders and drill presses and those little fine-toothed saws that these people are always just making these fine cuts and doing joinery, joining wood together without the help of... of uh, screws or nails just 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 so much stuff my grandpa was a woodworker of sorts i guess not of sorts his entire basement was full of these drill presses and these saws and these lathes and these planers and these sanders and these joiners i don't even know all this stuff half of that, i'm just trying to make up from memory right now but he had those like 50 machines down there and he would just go down there and make a quick rocking chair just make a rocking chair no big deal. Just knock one out over lunch. And uh, you never wanted to go down there. It always seemed pretty scary down there. A lot of that had to do, in hindsight, with what was going on 
on the second floor of his house. He had one bedroom that was made up just like the barracks of Korea. He never really, never really came home from Korea, you might say. Had uh, model airplanes hanging from the walls, like green mesh and just like canvas sheets hung from the walls and just like a military cot in there. And the walls were just lined with just rifles that were sitting butt up off the floor. And if that was not like the most startling memory of my youth, I don't know what is. I mean, it's certainly up there. There's more startling memories that we won't get into. But that was one. One of the most startling ones was how he would take us just out into a field behind his house just to shoot guns. And I had to have been, I mean, three feet tall. The gun was three feet tall at the least, probably taller than me. I remember seeing this saying it was a right discharging French machine gun. And I know that I remember that because the shell casing, the hot shell casing of this machine gun, I, I believe it to be a machine gun. It might've been a rifle, right, right discharging French rifle. As I was shooting it lefty style with the butt of the rifle on my left shoulder and fired it and the shell casing flew up and out. And I had like probably my Michael Jordan jersey on because that was like my shit, you know? I'm just strutting around, clearly a future NBA player in my own mind. Um, probably as good, if not better than Michael Jordan. This was basically every kid in the, in the 90s. But um, that, I had it tucked in because respect for the game. Always tuck in your jersey. And uh, that was the perfect place to catch this hot rifle shell that fell down the front of my jersey, my low-hanging front uh, tank top. Fell down there perfectly, scalding hot rifle shell, and I was dancing around like crazy, and my family behind me, everybody was hitting the deck as I was dancing around with this with this loaded weapon. And I was, you know, like eight maybe in my mind, eight or ten, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. And everybody hit the deck except for my grandpa who just marched right towards me and snatched a rifle from my hand and cussed me the fuck out for poor gun safety. And that's uh, that's love, baby. That's love, baby. Sometimes you never come home from Korea and uh, you just you can pass on some sweet, sweet memories. Man, I had no intention of talking about that today, but that just kind of the stream of consciousness magic that happens here on the Popecast. That's so fun. Oh, so that all started by my new hobby of going to Menards and just uh, milling about. Um, sometimes Home Depot, but I pre prefer Menards because they've got the grill section right next to the furniture section. And what I've discovered is that there is a handful of guys, now one of them being myself, who will just go to Menards and just stroll around the grill section. It was so funny. I was walk, you walk through the grill section, and if you go sit in the furniture section that's directly adjacent to the grill section, you'll just see guys just walk in there and just lift up the hood of the grill and just look at it and just kind of mutter to themselves. And their hand will just automatically rise up as though they're holding a beer. And they'll just kind of chuckle to themselves and just kind of look around sometimes and just imagine. They're just like, it's like sports cars for working class dudes. They're just thinking about, you know, just daydreaming a scenario in which that they would have this sweet grill in their backyard. Look at the cooking surface. I could fit like 200 chicken breasts on this bad boy, you know getting excited. I was doing the same thing. I was doing it without even realizing I was doing it. It was just like automatic. And I didn't even notice that other people were doing it until I just took a seat in the furniture section of Menards. 
um, which luckily I sat on a little love seat that was directly facing the grill section. And I was just taking, taking a load off, killing some time out by myself, you know, enjoying some me time, you know? And, uh, boy, I'll be damned if there was not just guy after guy, guys, you know, 30 year olds, 40, all the way up, you know, 30 years old, 40, 50, 60, run the, run the gamut. Anybody who had a house, um, would just be drawn to this and they weren't there for grills you know they were there to complete some project just a quick trip to the hardware store um this kind of goes back to my fleet farm thing but the hardware store menards is target for men you know we just don't always have to go there don't always need to but we'll find an excuse to go there walk out of there with some stuff make up a project you know i gotta fix a uh, leaky sink i'm gonna go to menards and look at the grills for a while. So that's what's happening there. I don't know. Oh, my daughter wanted to bring me home a Bob Ross hat the other day. She was out shopping with my wife and they sent me a picture of it. She was wearing a Bob Ross tie-dye hat that said, no mistakes, just happy accidents. And I thought, isn't that ironic to be worn by a cute young daughter of mine? <laughs> that's a joke, but I've decided to take the Bob Ross approach to parenting, you know, no mistakes, just happy accidents. So man, this was, uh, in my notes and I don't know if I can say this, uh, but how many minutes are we into the podcast right now? Only the diehards are here listening. This is meant as a genuine question of kind of a funny thought. Um, it is, uh, hopefully somebody can answer this question. Do black people have bad hair days? I mean, you would assume so, right? Just a regular human like the rest of us. I know that there's hair brushes, but uh, sometimes, you know, maybe you'll just sleep wrong and you wake up and you'll just have a bad hair day. I assume this is something that that we all experience together as members of the human race. But you never know. Maybe this is a superpower of um, superpower of um, Afro hair, or you know, Afro American hair. I don't even know the right words to say, but you guys know this is just an innocent question posed, posed with a with a glilt of humor. Um, so that's fun. There's more things that hold us together as a as a people of the world than divide us, and I believe that to be true. Let's see here. Tesla's autopilot feature. If I'm being honest, I feel like my brain is pretty much on autopilot while I'm driving already. You know, how many times have you driven from point A to point B, a trip that you've made 10,000 times, and you don't really remember how you got home because you're just driving on autopilot? Human brains have built in autopilot. Do we really need the the, uh, fascinating technology that is Tesla to get us homeward? I don't know. I've not been in a Tesla, and maybe I'll change my tune if I someday do get in one. Let's see, I'm going to scroll around here and see if the last thing I'm going to say, 19 minutes and 21 seconds into the Popecast, thanks so much for listening. The last thing I'm going to say is that there was a news story about a young lady, a gal, who was selling her farts, jarring her farts and selling her farts. And uh, right around January of this year, the Lord's year of 2022, she was suffering medical problems and was forced to retire from her fart selling life. Okay? Shortly thereafter, 
gas prices started going crazy. Now, you mean to tell me that's a coincidence? I don't think so. No coincidences, people. No mistakes, just happy accidents. This is your good buddy, Ian Pope, signing off for the Popecast. You have a great day. Go out there, make a friend, make somebody smile at the gas station today. That's one of my favorite pastimes. Bring a smile to the face of a stranger and um, be good to those you meet. This is your good buddy, Ian. Have a great day.